Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Well, it's at noon on Friday, March 4th. I believe. And this is news that you can use for my AA with your uh, with your dear hosts Zach and Ray. And and soon to be joined by the FNI goddess herself, Miss Kimberly Klein. Zach, can you pass the chips? Pops, you already know we ran out of those hours ago. <laughs> chips? What the hell are you talking about? Pops, I think someone's at the door. Can you let him in? Okay. Hello. It's it's Kimberly Klein. It's me. <laughs> Oh, God. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Are we going horseback riding today? I'm so excited. Yes. I'm, I'm riding and I'm looking for my oats and hay. Yeah. Well, we all <laughs> might be investing in horses sometime soon. You never I'm going to get me an, an electric yeah. horse. That's yeah. my plan. Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. They, they have those parked outside of grocery stores and you put a quarter <laughs> in and your kid can go on a little ride. Now, for those yes. of you who only listen to the podcast and you don't watch the videos, you're going to be very confused. But Miss Kimberly Klein has a nice <laughs> dealership background behind her today. And Pops and I, we're running with the horses on yeah. a free range in the middle of Oklahoma. And it is beautiful. Now, I've been to Oklahoma. There's nothing beautiful about Oklahoma. You just offended all of our uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma friends. Yep. Jordan's- I take it back. I, you know, I, I love Oklahoma City and that Cowboy Hall of Fame. That's one of my favorites. Mine Jordan. too, Ray. Mine too. Jordan's here with us this morning. Justice, thanks for being Justice here. Mario, space. good to see you. Neil, we got T Pain, one of my favorite, one of my favorite musical artists. T Pain. Yeah. Jordan, Steven. Jordan again, Miguel. Thanks for being here, Jordan again. Hey, it's wow. ten dollars wow. a bail. Yes. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal, guys. Yes. We got two primary stories that we're going to cover today. First, I want to talk about and get Miss Kimberly Klein's take on the Ford news. Um, so if you haven't made heard, news? if you haven't heard yet, we yeah. talked about it yesterday on the show, and then we posted a video on the YAA channel about this as well. Ford, their yeah. uh, CEO Jim Farley, he announced the creation of Ford Model E, which is the new business that they're going to be housing all of their EV products in. Exactly, nicely done, Miss Kimberly Klein, and. <laughs> They also have talked about how their dealer partners, they're not getting rid of them per se, but they are going to need them to specialize is what Farley has said. They're not going to have inventory and the price is not going to be negotiable. Thought we'd get your take, Miss Kimberly Klein, on how this is going to roll out or what your thoughts are around it. And I know when we pre-met yesterday and we talked about today's show, a lot of what you were saying is I've heard a lot of talk over the years and I haven't seen a lot of action, but (laughs) curious to get your take. The other piece that we're going to touch on today is going to be why does the FNI manager need you? Like, try very, very, very diligently to finance through the dealership versus getting your own. You're going to break down and demystify that for us. But let's start with the Ford news. What was your take when you heard that story, Kimberly? That's funny. We should have recorded what we were talking about yesterday. <laughs> well, my take was that um, it's always been up to a couple of days ago, and I even posted it, this in the chat that. It's never going to happen. They're always going to need the finance department. They'll never get rid of the finance manager, blah, blah, blah. But as the days have progressed, (laughs) I'm beginning to open my mind a little bit and envision 
what this might look like for the finance manager. I do believe there still will be a finance manager. Why? Because the finance office is a powerhouse of the dealership. It truly, truly is. Um, I just think that they're going to, I mean, listen, if this comes to fruition, I feel like Ford is the biggest yacker. They are. They're the forefront. Ford is the forefront of coming out and appeasing the consumer by going blah, 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 and making you feel all warm and fuzzy. Um, but they never follow through. I mean, they just don't. So, um, yeah, they're not going to walk away from the F&I office. This I know. They may revamp it. They might change the view of it. But trust me, it is a money powerhouse. Do you think Ford's going to walk away from an F&I opportunity? Heck no. I, 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 I agree and disagree at the same time, if that makes any sense. Um, and, and yes, I agree that there's money to be made in F&I. And, and if Ford is looking to increase their margins, which is what the rationale behind this was, they want to get it to a 10% profit margin, and they think their legacy auto business is keeping them or preventing them from getting there and that the and that Model E will allow them to get there. Yeah. Um, I think they will figure out how to um, include finance and insurance uh, without a finance and insurance manager. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't want. I don't want you to think for a second that um, they're going to do away with F and I people. But they're going to do away with F and I people. I mean, we say on this show frequently how how much money F and I managers yes. make. It is kind of interesting to think like if you're the operator of the business, which traditionally has been the operator of the business is the dealership, yes. right? But now we're moving in this in this model where maybe the OEM is actually going to be the one who owns the finance piece. They're going to look at that and they're going to be like, "Why would we pay someone a quarter of a million dollars a year, or whatever the number is?" I, it's interesting. I, Kimberly, I yeah, I, I think it gets automated. I really uh, do. Okay. I think I think the I think the whole process it becomes um, automated. Um, Mr. Carvana, what do you what, what's going through your head? <laughs> okay, all kinds of things are going through my head. I do see some automation coming forward. We've already learned through the through what we've gone through the past two to three years that presentations can be made virtually now. Um, everything can be signed on an iPad. Paper can be done uh, digitally. But maybe F&I, man okay, here's my thought. Maybe F&I managers go from F&I managers to clerks and there will be set no negotiating on products. Oh, you want this Ford? Okay, well, here's how much a VSC is. It's $4,500, pay it or don't. Mm -hmm. Here's Gap, here's this and here's this. Yeah, I could see that becoming automated. However, don't forget that a finance manager does so much more than just sitting there selling you products. Yeah. There's state yep. regulations and federal regulations and paperwork and blah, 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 blah. I, this, I, I, if I may, I, I get all show. I, I really do. I, I get that, but I just think it, it, it would be so easy to automate it. And, and what I mean by that, you sound um, like me, you sound like the tech guy. Yeah, no, he does. Well, you know, you know, I may, maybe some of you is rubbing off on me, um, but here, here's my here's my thinking. I mean, 
it would be so simple to do it on an iPad or whatever and, and have all the different products that are available. Okay. You don't need an F&I person to present that. You, you need what the product is and you need that little eye inside of a circle yeah. that you can just click on. Is that the technical the, term or? Yeah. The eye inside yeah, the, the circle. Inside that's the, circle, the technical yeah. term. Yeah. So um, easy to The automate. information circle. The information circle. circle that, that would then explain for the consumer what it is that that particular product does and how it does it and why it's of value to you. Um, and you don't, and you won't need a human being per se sitting in front of you to sell that to you. That that human being might be part of a video, a corporate video from from Ford Model. No, a. come on, Dad. Keep keep. You're so close. You're so close. This is actually all going to transact AI? in the metaverse, oh, and stop. you're going to virtual reality see yeah. an AI Kimberly. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, when you buy your new Model E, everybody gets a, 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 a an Oculus yeah. headpiece to put on. And, yeah. Yeah. And they can run into the virtual F and I office and sign their documents. What's your reaction, Kimberly, to that? There are so many questions that have to be answered in the finance office. Really? Period. Yeah, there are so many questions. I mean, that's why deliveries can take an hour or more sometimes because the consumer's like, yeah, but how does that work? And what about this? I know, I know you can, you can answer, you can do FAQs and answer all these questions. I just don't see the human aspect being taken out of it. There's got to be some sort of, you know, I don't know. One, one thing that's going through my head is, um, and we've done this for a while now because you see it on the extended warranty front and you see it with the CPO programs, is the manufacturer's name carries a lot of weight when it comes to ancillary products. So for example, you know, everyone knows this, we sell our YAA extended warranty. Great. We still have people that come to us and they price shop as you should. And they're like, mm -hmm. well, you know what? The Ford one's more expensive, but it's the Ford one. And we have to explain, well, you know, it's administered through a third party. And even if it's set up through Ford, it's through like their other captive. Like there's so many components to it. It's, yeah. But what I'm what I'm sitting here wondering is the OEMs are going to control more and more of the relationship with the consumer because it's more lucrative too. They're going to come out with the Ford Gap. They're going to come out with the Ford Tire and Wheel. They're going to come out with the Ford Extended Warranty. They're going to come out. You already have your Ford Financing. Because there's so much cachet associated with that brand already. You don't want to buy, you know, Bob Heck Subaru's VSC. You want to buy Subaru's VSC. You don't care about Bob Heck. You care about, you know, so they have a lot of leverage there that I think that they can they can bring to the table, whether it's manned by staff or whether it's powered by technology. I think that's going to be over the next 15, 20 years, like a big, a big transition. But I think the switch, the bigger switch is. The OEM is going to flex their muscle. They know they're the ones that that carry the weight in the conversation. It's not, it's not Toyota AutoNation. You know, it's, and, and it's go go ahead, Kimberly. It's already like that in so many ways, though. I mean, yeah, you touched on it. You're right because the consumer gets a warm, fuzzy feeling to think, oh, I'm paying more for this because it has Ford's name on it, or it's got the Subaru um, added security gold plus. Yeah. It's Subaru. It's the same thing. It's yep. the same coverage. So um, does that mean that in the future, people are just going to get more fold or are they going to get forced into buying? I think they'll get forced into buying. Yes. Yeah. Like it'll all be bundled. Like I even see this going so far as the auto insurance. Like look at what Tesla did. There were no good like 
accurately priced EV auto insurance, uh, auto liability policies out there. So yeah. Tesla set up their own insurance company and now you buy your Tesla insurance. You can buy your Tesla extended warranty. You can probably buy Tesla tire and wheel. You get like, they become the captive for literally everything. And then they become a much more valuable company because all the dollars never leave. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, we, we praise at times the way that the dealership set up in the sense that the money never leaves the dealership. You buy the car. When you mm -hmm. buy the car, you're buying the maintenance package and you're buying the extended warranty. So they're making money there. Then you have to bring the vehicle back for the maintenance. So the service department makes the money there. Then the service department needs to get a part. They pay the parts department. Like as the dealer's principal, the money never leaves your orbit. It's incredible. Well, and, Tesla's and, done the same thing. And, and, and they do the, the dealers do that all the time. Yeah. And it's not just, it's not just on the retail side of things. Um, if, if the dealer trades a car, mm -hmm. uh, the used car manager can't send it out to an independent shop to have the inspection done and have repairs done. Oh, the gosh, dealer yeah. insists that it has to go through their shop. And so they get filled. Yes. And so that all the money stays in-house. So I, to be clear, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a Ford auto insurance program set up where you get your Ford auto insurance Modelly insurance. Your modelly insurance. I wouldn't be surprised if there's the modelly extended warranty. I would be like, they just want all the dollars to stay inside, and the leverage that they have is the modelly brand, is the Tesla brand, is the right. Toyota brand. That's definitely the direction that I see coming. So going, and, and, uh, go and I was going to say, and and if dealerships are are going to become what Ford calls ambassadors, whatever that is, they, I don't think. I don't think they're going to be set up as traditional dealerships. I think they're going to be set up as delivery centers mm -hmm. um, and and that the dealership will will receive a delivery fee of mm -hmm. some type from Ford Model E. Um, you know, so that whatever profit margin there is, it's just really a delivery fee. It's not it's not the margin from what the dealer paid for something and what they sold it for, it, it'll just be Model E paying them a delivery fee. And, so and if, 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 if you're the dealer and you can sell 2,000 cars a year and, and your delivery fee is $2,500 or $3,000 per car uh, and you have limited expenses because you have a much smaller footprint, that adds up to a lot of money quickly for the dealer. So are, are people still going to go to get their deliver? Are they going to go to this place, not called a dealership, to get their vehicle? Yes. Okay. So if they're going to do that, they're still going to have a finance manager. I'm just convinced <laughs> they're still going to have a finance manager. Now, what they should do if they really, really want to make a lot of money is still have their finance manager. And they've got this captive on this vehicle, this E, whatever it is, E. Then yeah, mark up those products and sell the heck out of them. This is a new thing, people. Or you know, you probably want to be protected on this. So here's how much it costs instead of having a negotiation. But you're still going to need a finance manager to push all that um, administrative stuff. I think it'll be a clerk. So we've got space here Could in the be. chat saying subscription services, which brings up mm. an interesting point from Skyler Green. Subscription services are funny. It's like, hey, we sold you this house, but for hundred dollars a month. We'll let you use the basement. I and like that. Already, I like that. Let's be let's yeah. be real though. We've already seen like some pilots yeah. 
of that in mm, automotive. Have. BMW yeah. has thrown around the subscription services. Hey, you want Volvo. Apple CarPlay? Yep. So, and, and what's interesting is you have two levels of subscription service. You want to subscribe to the vehicle or you want to subscribe to mobility is what I'll call it because you could subscribe to a, a plethora of cars for a period of time for a set monthly fee. Or yeah. you can subscribe to functionality within your vehicle. So those are other interesting. Yeah, and we know Stellantis is all in on charging you money for subscriptions for access to technology within your vehicle. That's another interesting dynamic. Heck, we even have to consider, as we think about the, the future state of automotive, the fact that there's over-the-air updates. Like oh, the service yeah. center that we talk about at the dealership, loving when there's recalls. If you think about it, we, we know in EVs there's less mechanical parts. More things are going to be solved with software. It's interesting to think, like, it's kind of going to be inefficient, the idea of the service center loving the fact that there are recalls. The OEMs have an incentive to make sure that things get solved through software because then they pay less money when there's, like, there's so many pieces, there's so many golf balls in the air. And I feel like these OEMs and Ford especially is like, they're the first one to tee one up and be like, all right, we're going to take a swing. The next, the next decade is going to look very different. My kids... If they buy cars, I don't even know if they're going to buy cars. They might just have access to like scooters whenever they want them. Who knows? Mm. Um, horses. Horses. Yeah. And- yeah. Beautiful looking horse. But the next 10 years are going to be transformational. I feel can, like. can I say they one are. thing? The only thing missing from that horse behind us huh. is, um, uh, oh God, who's the guy with the flowing hair? Fabio? Fabio, that- yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fabio. That's the, that is the only thing missing from that horse. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. What could you find him? Put him on there. <laughs> we've oh got um, we've got YAA for life of the chat saying over on Twitch, which we appreciate. So all dealerships are going to be like individual Carvana locations. Maybe, maybe that there is the used car piece to this, which is kind of interesting. I, to I, think I, I, I think um, that with what Ford is doing, it's going to force everybody to think completely out of the box. I mean, just, just I got to move over. Just <laughs> open your mind to any potential concept. We, most of us are, are stuck in, in what we know at the moment. And it's hard for us to see beyond that. Um, but yeah. if you could predict the future and, and what a future car dealership might look like, I, I just think you really have to you, you just really have to open up your your mind as to what the possibilities are. I, I mean, as far as far as type of staffing, I mean, we I'm, think I'm hopeful ha- that we can help shape it, though, to be clear. Well, that like, would be I'm, true, I'm very hopeful that we can make it more equitable yeah. and fair. That's what's fun about. Well, this. I, you know, I don't think I mean, if if the Ford Model E concept works, you don't there won't be sales people per se. Okay, you won't need salespeople. Um, delivery you'll, people. You'll need delivery experts and mm-hmm. like geniuses to help yes. you get you know okay. with your vehicle. But yeah. you won't need salespeople, um, and so you won't pay them uh, like you pay salespeople. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just I, I think the way these dealerships will be staffed will be completely different than what we think of a dealership today. But that's just Mm -hmm. me. Um, I'm trying to be open-minded about it. Yeah, I am too. And like I said, my mind has opened over a span of two or three days because I I had to stop and think, come on, Kim, you know, what if, what if? Um, 
but then the other half of me is like, I believe it when I see it. I think well, it's good. Yeah. And let's be clear. We're talking a lot about this because it's the big news right now. There's still going to be dealerships around for the next decade. Uh, there are billions of dollars tied up in this yes. industry working, trillions of dollars tied up in yes. this industry working the way that it's supposed to work. So it's not going to change overnight. So let's demystify one of the major components of buying a car, especially on a Friday. Yeah. We're having some fun. We've got Miss Kimberly Klein with us. Let's talk a little bit about this, Miss Kimberly Klein. Why, when I go to buy a car, is the F&I manager so adamant that I take their financing? This is clear as day. If you've ever bought a car before, they're going to try and get you to finance through them, even if you have you know, your outside credit union. So why do they do that? And also, like, what's the recommendation for, for me, Mr. or Mrs. Consumer, going into that experience? Okay, so if you walk in and you say, well, you know, I want to get my financing over here because the interest rate is 2%, which is really good. Credit unions, as we know, generally have very good interest rates. Why then does the finance manager say to you, give me a chance, give me a chance. Let me try and match it or beat it, which is what you want them to say. You want them to beat that interest rate. Well, because um, the finance manager on buy rate as we all know, buy rate is the interest rate that comes over on the approval before the finance manager marks it up. Um, they only make a hundred bucks, a hundred to $150. So why then is the finance manager out there trying to convince you to finance with them when they're not going to make any money? Yeah. It's the psychology of the opportunity. So every single consumer that goes through the finance office is an opportunity, whether you pay cash, bring money in from somewhere else, or you finance at a special APR rate. It's an opportunity, yes. But when you're only making $100 from the bank, um, the psychology of the opportunity is when you finance with the dealership, the chance of you throwing in some products into that loan is greater much greater than you bringing in a check from your credit union or you writing a check um, on a cash deal. So that's what it's all about, guys. It's all about the psychology of it. So the next time you hear a finance manager say, oh, yeah, give me the sh give me the chance. Give me the chance. It's simply it's not to make one hundred dollars. Trust me, it is simply to get you to roll in some products into that loan. It's, it's to get the first yes from yes. the customer. Okay. Um, once you get the first yes, it becomes easier to get the second and third and fourth yes, so that it, it makes it ultimately easier for the finance person to get the customer to say yes to the, uh, to the extended service contract or the tire and wheel mm -hmm. or the gap insurance. So that's why ultimately a, a, a finance manager will will beg you and get you to say, okay, yeah, if you can match or beat my credit union, that way I don't have to run over there. Yeah. Well, that's that's basically the first yes. And, 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 and let's, yes. Let's, let's address what GMAC said here. If they're making so little, why is it so hard to get a price quote, especially an online quote? It's like pulling teeth. And that's exactly the reason why. Because if you have the information going in to know what the VSC should cost, the gap insurance should cost, it's a fat, I, 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 go ahead. 
that's it. That's it. Because now all of a sudden, instead of me automatically having to show you how much the products cost, now I can show you how much they are in the payments. Yes, exactly. And and to address this here from <clears throat> Jay Marksful, they're only making hundred dollars, so upping your interest rate from the buy rate to two of two point nine percent to four point seven would only net one hundred. No, what we're saying here is if you if you get the if if the F and I manager comes down to their buy rate, you're getting a flat from the bank. You're just getting a fee for for having placed the loan. Do F and I managers and dealerships make money by marking up from buy rate? Absolutely, but you bet. The, the, the point I think this Kimberly Clyde's making here is why would they why would they fight tooth and nail to get you to say yes to taking their financing at the same exact rate versus just being like, all right, you take it. I don't need the hundred dollars. It's because the moment you say yes to that, the psychology of it's all changed, and I can now start to pitch you on all the other products in terms of monthly payments. If someone finances from outside the dealership, you're asking them to, you know. Hey, it's $4,500 for the VSC. You want to pay for that on your credit card? No. <laughs> and, and, no, and, I just want to write my check and get the heck out of here. I know, but if I'm showing you payments, it's only $10 more for Gap. Oh, totally different. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and Kimberly can verify this. I mean, the vast majority of consumers are payment buyers. Everyone's all, a payment buyer. All, I'm yeah. a payment buyer. You're a yeah, payment. We, all, we all think about yes. payments. Yeah. So that... Um, you know, if you can take them off the out the door number, if if suddenly you are controlling the financing, even if you're giving it to them at buy rate, yep. well, you're not talking about numbers other than what that monthly payment is. And everything becomes easier to sell when, well, well this is only going to impact your payment $10 a month. I mean, that's nothing. You, It's like, you know. Let you me tell give, up, you guys, give up two Starbucks coffees a month. Can you do that? Yeah, it's an easier to sell. Yeah. Let me tell you guys something that I'm working on. Um, and I actually have a call coming up like in an hour, two hours from now. Um, getting gap insurance. Like we need to be able to quote people gap insurance with a transparent markup. Well, like we'll probably end up making 100 bucks, 150 bucks when we sell gap. But imagine that. Like right now, what are your options to go into a dealership and know in advance? Of course, you should go in with your pre-approval from your credit union. Of course, yeah. you should go in with the knowing the price of the extended warranty in case you're interested. Of course, you should know what the gap insurance costs. Yes. It doesn't operate like that right now. And we're going to change that. I'm so excited because I'm working on finding the right partner that we can actually deliver it on. But that's equitable. That's fair. And especially when we build that into the car search too. Like imagine, yeah. oh, another thing that I'm working on, I forgot to mention to you guys too, is um, we should be able to help people price shop on the auto insurance piece as well. Like there's no reason we shouldn't because then you really start to get your full cost of ownership, at least a closer a closer amount. So having more information before you go to the dealership and being able to confidently say, I don't care if you can, if you can match it. If you can beat it, we can talk. If you yeah. want to match it, then spare yourself because I'm going to say no to all these other products <laughs> you're going to try and tell me are two Starbucks venti mocha frappes a month. Yeah, because I, I still right? want my Starbucks no matter what. I'm not giving that up. So I'm still getting my Starbucks. And you don't have to, you don't have to buy products. You can tell the finance manager, yeah, beat that interest rate for me. Go into the office when they hit you with the menu, which they must do because of compliance. Yeah. Politely decline everything if you want. But if you want something, then make sure you negotiate the price. Sorry. We got a couple comments here. Uh, do you think that ship that sunk had gap insurance? Uh, I think it had, I think the ship had insurance. I think there was reinsurance and I think there's reinsurance on reinsurance. And Lots uh, yeah, of I'm, insurance. I'm, I'm pretty sure it had some form of gap insurance. Lots of it. 
Yes, definitely. Definitely. We've got MPEG asking, you know, why gap when resale values are so high? And thank you, Space. Do you think the current used car values will hold for three years? That's the question to ask there. We've got a question here quickly from Online Marine, I think. Marin, what is gap insurance? Ms. Kimberly Klein, go ahead and I will pull up the article that we wrote about gap. Gap insurance is, <clears throat> let's say I'm going to make this really easy. Your loan amount is $30,000. You pull off the lot six months later the car gets totaled. Doesn't matter whose fault it is. Your, your fault, their fault, doesn't matter. Your insurance company then cuts you a check this big, but your loan is this big. You still owe $30,000 on your loan and they just cut you a check for $25,000. Who's going to pay that loan off for you? You are, if you don't have gap coverage, when do you need gap the most between the, from the day that you purchase the vehicle to halfway through your loan, whenever you flip over and you start paying may more on principal, you don't need gap. If you've got 20% or more down and bingo space, when the bubble pops, yeah, you're you gonna might gap need then. gap then. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now, speaking of space, thank you for being here in the chat with us, Mario. Yes. We really appreciate it. I want to pull up really quickly here. We have a brand new video that just went out on the YAA channel. So give me a second. I'm going to share my screen. And I want to give a quick shout out. Um, oops, here it is. These guys, this video, please go watch this video. How to negotiate a car deal in 2022. This is an interview that we did. Let me, whoops. This is an interview that we did with uh, Mario, who's space in the chat, Justice, and Phil, who are on our team. So please, please, please go watch this video. The three of them are incredibly knowledgeable. They help thousands of people. Um, this video is well worth watching. You get to get to meet them, get to uh, get introduced to a few more faces behind the scenes here at Y. They're amazing. They, I they love really our are. team so much. They are so, so knowledgeable. Absolutely. Is Gap also sold for used vehicles? Absolutely, it is. Yeah, it's a, a primary primary case for buying Gap. And you, and you, if you're not putting a lot of money down uh, when you finance your car, you absolutely positively need Gap insurance to to uh, cover that shortfall between what the car's worth, which the insurance company will pay if it gets totaled, and what is still owed. Um, if you're putting 30, 40, 50% cash down, then you won't need gap insurance. If you are like many people where you're putting 5 to 10% down, well, then you absolutely need gap insurance. Because when you're only putting 5 to 10% down, you're barely covering the state fees. So you, you're, there's no way there's going to be any equity in that loan if anything were to happen to the vehicle. And let me, let me share a quick quick anecdote with you. So we do an incredible, we've got a big team behind the scenes working on developing a lot of fun stuff. We're working on a project right now called Aardvark. Kimberly's get ready next week. We're going to share it with uh, the whole This team. is the first exactly. I've heard. Okay. Well, what happened was before the show, I asked Miss Kimberly Klein, what animal comes to mind first? And she said horses. So the background of today's show is horses. I asked my dad that the other day because we needed a code name for the project we're working on. We came up with Aardvark. Ah, okay, he, okay. he was actually reading a dictionary last night and I think he got to the first word and then stopped. Um, yeah. Because Aardvark <laughs> is the first word in the dictionary. I, I doubt it. No, it is. Oh, okay. Well, there you are. I'm fairly certain well, I it said is. AA? AA, yeah. Okay. Anyway, the point I was going to make here is we do a lot of research. And Mario, who is space in the chat, and again, watch the video that I was referencing a second ago on the YAA channel, Catherine on our team, who leads up product design, she asked him, she said, you know, um, uh, how do you know what a fair price for Gap is? 
And I watched, she recorded the interview with Mario and I watched it. Hey, Mario, I watched your interview. And you said, well, I mean, I help people with hundreds of car deals. So I know what fair gap prices are. And she was like, well, where can I find that online? And, and he's like, you can't. Like, I look at literally hundreds of car deals. That's the only reason <laughs> I know. To me, it's mind boggling that products like these, you can't price shop them. I'm determined. Every single product that you could get on that F&I menu, we got to be able to offer it to people, tell them what the markup is and give them an option. And Gap is, a, is an incredibly important one because there's so much confusion yeah. around it. As it well. really is. Now, Gap, you want to make sure it covers those two those two boxes. It pays 150% and it pays your deductibles for you. Gap is priced on term. So if you're doing 36 to 60 months, Gap should be no more in the dealership, at least, no more than 500 to 550. Yep. And... On a 72-month loan, no more than 600 to 650 And I see gap every single day. The magic number in the dealership across the United States is $9.99. That's crazy, you guys. Don't pay that for gap. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah it really, really is. All right. I know we're, uh, we're, we're over, over time here, but I'm enjoying today's show. Let's just you come do. full circle with the initial topic that we talked about. What was it? I forget already. Okay, what's going to happen? What's going to happen at the dealership yeah. as we're moving in a direction where potentially we're getting rid of them, we're going to one price, all that fun stuff. So where we landed on that, Pop spent 40 years in the industry, Miss Kimberly Klein spent close to 20? Yes. Close to 20 years in the industry where we're all landing is we have open minds moving forward. It's going to look different. It's going to feel different. There's lots of money to still be made. We think that everyone's going to try and leverage their brand to help them sell even more. And none of this stuff's going to happen this week. Nothing's changing today. So if you're going to buy a car the next couple of weeks or years. What like, if it does though, Zach? Oh, what if it how does could it? change? I mean, what if Ford comes out in the next six months with this whole thing? That would be. That would be, that would be as my dad likes to say, that would be knuck and futz. That would be. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, it would be. <laughs> knuck yeah. and futz. And I would give Jim Farley a pat on the back. And I'd say, you are a bold MFR. Like, that would be crazy. I would because, too. Because the thing I is, too. they make billions of dollars in the current model. And you heard him say in his, in his presentation, he said, we have to let go of the legacy business because it's been holding us back. Kimberly, if I had something that made me billions of dollars, I'd probably be holding on to that thing with both hands. I'd say, don't get out yes. of here. but. Exactly. It's, it's That's why I think Ford is always coming out to appease the okay, people. Have you read their memos? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, they, they write some of the best memos. <laughs> oh, my God. Ford's <laughs> memos. I think we should just have a show on Ford's memos. I, I think I, we've done that once or twice. I, I, I just think, if huh. I may, yeah. um, that, that it's all about the Benjamins. Okay? And, and they are realizing that when all they're going to basically do is pay a delivery fee to the brand ambassadors for Model E, that they can absolutely control the margins much more than they have in the past. And it'll become exponentially easier for them to get to their 10% profit margin for the business overall, because instead of now maybe having an 8% margin or a 15% margin when they're selling the car to the dealer, you know, they might have a 20 or 30% margin when they're selling it directly to the consumer at these non-negotiated prices. So it really, to me, it's all about the money. Of Follow the money. 
as they say, follow the money. And they and Jim Farley smart enough to say, hey, we've been chasing money, doing it one way for the last 110 years, and I think we can find money more quickly if we evolve. And I think that's what they're trying to do. I agree with you, Pops. Yeah, they're going to make more money than they've ever made, and the consumers are going to they don't know it yet, but they're going to get screwed. The, they're going to they're going to get screwed in the long run because if you can't negotiate, if you have if you have two dealers that have the same car and have the same customer looking at the same car, they'll fight against each other to get that customer. But if you only have one, which would be Ford Model E, and it's non-negotiable. You just have to pay that non-negotiable price. You're always going to end up paying too much. How many people want this Ford Model E? That's what I want to know. Is this going to be a huge seller? I I don't think it is. Well, I don't know. Everyone, I mean, everyone that we talk to is like interested in EVs, but confused about EVs. So I know that push is eventually going to come. I think the timing piece is, is definitely interesting. All right. A couple of uh, comments from the chat. Then let's call it a show yeah. for today. We've got, um, here we got from David. Hi, where is that video on how to buy a car? We got lots of them, David, but I just po tossed it in the chat. So please click on that link. That'll take you over to the latest. And it's a great resource again with space. Justice and Phil. We've got YAA for Life, which again is not a staff member on our team. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe we it have is. No idea. I'd say it could be. And if you are on the YAA staff and you're doing this, like kudos to you. Yeah. Slack me afterwards so I can <gasps> I can I can give you a taco. I trust Ray and Zach on purchasing Gap extended warranty on what to purchase. Thank you for that. We uh, we recognize that trust takes a long time to build and a second to lose. So we're yes. not in the business of that trying to so get rid true. of that. Michael says the car industry is nuck and fuck should be on a YA t-shirt. <laughs> I, I yeah, agree. I love it. I love that so much. I We've do. got another stream tomorrow night on the YA channel. I might be promoting that all, all stream yeah. long. We'll have yeah. to see. Yeah. That sounds car like business some merch. Is nuck and it does. It does. Yeah. It does. All right, gang. Let's call it a show for today. Thank you, everyone, for being Thank here you. with us. Great conversation. Thank you. Happy Kimberly. Friday, Kimberly. Thank Beautiful so weather much. here on the East Coast. Let's all yeah. go get outside and enjoy the day. How's that sound? It sounds good to me. And and for those of you that, that can't get enough of us, uh, Zach and I will <laughs> be back tomorrow night at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on the YAA channel. So uh, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. All right. Right into the sunset. There you go, right into the sunset. <laughs> like my grandkids are gonna watch this shit someday. Like they this are. is incredible. Oh, you better believe it. They will be. Yeah. All right, Kevin, be watching. see you later. Bye bye, bye everybody. Thank that you. totally makes it seem like you're not employed. <laughs> see you, Melissa. Good night, bye, guys. Melissa. Not good night. Good afternoon. See ya. <laughs> Join us again next time, which is probably tomorrow, to get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.